Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of First Samuel. Hey, faithful listeners, and good morning, and welcome to the Bible Explained podcast on this lovely, lovely Friday morning. Hope you guys have had a great week so far. And don't forget, because New Year's Day is on Monday, I will be taking that day off, but I'll be back on Tuesday for another episode out of Acts, actually, is what we'll be in on Tuesday. Now, before we begin today, I'm kind of hoping that you guys could pray for me. I actually took a really nasty fall at youth group the other night. As some of you know, I helped my husband out with youth group. My husband's the uh, head leader. And so I was helping him out on Wednesday night and we were playing this game that's basically like tag. Okay. I ended up tripping over somebody and at the same time, a kid behind me plowed right into me. And so I actually went flying like Superman. Okay. And so my hands were out my feet were off the ground and I like flew and dove through the air. And uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine what that fall looked like. And my pride was very hurt. But so was my leg when I landed. I landed on my right side. And so now I just have this really nasty bruise like down to my knee. And so yesterday I was not in a good way. Okay. I had to take a lot of ibuprofen. And uh, I was a little bit hobbly through the rest of the day, but I'm just very thankful that it was not as bad as it could have been. It could have been much, much worse than what it was. So if you guys could pray for me, for my hip specifically, that would be amazing. Okay, so let's talk about 1 Samuel chapter 5. And this is a short little chapter. We're going to be reading the entire thing, and we're going to be talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Because don't forget that the Ark of the Covenant was actually in Philistine territory at this time because the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant and took it to their region. So we're going to see what happens to the Philistines now that they have the Ark of the Covenant. So let's read 1 Samuel chapter 5. And as usual, I'll be reading out the W.E.B. Now the Philistines had taken God's Ark and they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. The Philistines took God's ark and brought it to the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. When the people of Ashdod arose early on the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before Yahweh's ark. They took Dagon and set him in his place again. When they arose early on the following morning, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before Yahweh's ark. And the head of Dagon and both of the palms of his hands were cut off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was intact. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor anyone who come into Dagon's house step on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. But Yahweh's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and struck them with tumors, even Ashdod and its borders. When the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of the God of Israel shall not stay with us, for his hand is severe on us and on Dagon our God. They sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried over to Gath. They carried the ark of the God of Israel there. And it was so that after they had carried it there, 
Yahweh's hand was against that city with a very great confusion, and he struck the men of the city, both small and great, so that tumors broke out on them. So they sent God's ark to Ekron. As God's ark came to Ekron, the Ekronites called out, saying, They have brought the ark of the God of Israel here to us to kill us and our people. They sent, therefore, and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines, and they said, Send the ark of the God of Israel away, and let it go again to its own place, that it not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly panic throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. The men who didn't die were struck with the tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. The first thing I think about when reading this passage of scripture is actually the Israelites. Because at this moment in time, the Israelites are absolutely distraught over what happened to them and how the Ark of God's covenant was in the Philistine region. And so all they can see is like the doom and gloom of the fact that the Ark of the Covenant is no longer with them and how God, they think God is no longer with them because the Ark of the Covenant is no longer in Israelite territory. But the Israelites can't see the trouble that the Philistines are having with the Ark of the Covenant. And that is, in a way, encouraging because if you've ever had somebody that hurts you purposefully or betrayed you and you had to break ties with that person and you don't know what's going on with that person, you never know how God is working behind the scenes. Because you might be like, why did this happen to me? Why did this person treat me this way? Why did I get betrayed? But you don't know how God is working in that person's life. You can't see every single thing, but God can. And God does work behind the scenes all the time. So the Israelites have literally no clue what is happening in Philistine region right now with the Ark of the Covenant. They just think that God is no longer for them. And yet that is clearly untrue because God is still for the Israelite people, even during all of this. So the main reason, though, I think God struck the Philistines with this plague was not necessarily because of how they took the, the Ark of the Covenant and stole it from the Israelite people, but rather that the Philistines refused to worship God during all of this. They worshiped this other God called Dagon. So Dagon was like, from my understanding, like a half fish, half man, merman, Aquaman kind of deal. And he was the father of Baal, from my understanding of ancient gods. Okay. And the Philistines worshiped Dagon. So they take the Ark of the Covenant, which they know, by the way, is the object representing God's presence or representing Yahweh. They take the Ark of the Covenant and they put it in the temple of Dagon. And probably one of the reasons they did this was because they thought that Dagon helped them in battle. They thought that Dagon was a better God than Yahweh. And so almost to gloat, they bring the Ark of the Covenant into the temple of Dagon, their God. So the Ark of the Covenant is sitting there in the temple and the Philistines the next morning, they go into the temple of Dagon to probably gloat and to worship and to look at the Ark of the Covenant and to be excited over their victory. And so what do they find? Dagon was fallen on his face toward the Ark of the Covenant. So the statue of Dagon 
had fallen over face first to the ground. And it was almost like Dagon, this god, this statue was worshiping Yahweh. But the Philistines don't think anything of this. And they just prop Dagon right back up. Or maybe they thought about it and they were like, hmm, that's really weird. You know, this is the statue is really secured. You know, we it's a heavy statue. I don't know why it would fall down like that. You know, they're probably thinking about it, but they're not realizing that Yahweh's presence and that Yahweh himself is the only real God. And Yahweh was trying to show them that by having Dagon fall down on its face. So they don't realize this and they probably think it's just a big, weird coincidence. And they prop the statue back up the way it was before. So the next morning, they go again into the temple of Dagon. And Dagon is once again on the ground. But this time, his head and his limbs were cut off. So I looked up a picture of what Dagon looked like. And yeah, it was basically like a merman. Okay, he had a fish body and then the torso and head of a man along with his arms were like the arms of men. And so his it's actually a very creepy depiction. So the arms are like out, like almost like cupping in a way, but not together, if that makes sense. Like one arm is higher up than the other arm. And so this was the image that the Philistines would worship. But now it's on the ground. The hands are cut off of it and the head is cut off of it. And so the only thing that was left unscathed was the torso of the statue. And the head and the hands had actually rolled into the threshold of the temple. So the head and hands were like sitting there right as you walk through the door. So the priests of Dagon, they see this and it doesn't seem like they thought anything was abnormal about this picture at all. They're probably like, what a weird coincidence. You know, we must not have secured this statue the right way. Somehow the head rolled over here along with the two hands. Uh, we're just going to glue the statue back together, basically. And so instead of worshiping Yahweh and realizing that all of this was a sign from God himself, that the Philistines need to turn from their idol worship and turn to him. Instead, they come up with this strange little ritual. And the ritual was they couldn't step on the threshold of the door because that's where Dagon's head landed. So instead, every single time they walked into the temple, they would step past the threshold and into the temple. And God gave them two warnings, right? Two warnings that he was the God that the Philistines needed to worship. And the Philistines refused to listen. So God gets through to them in a completely new way. It says, Yahweh's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod. He destroyed them and struck them with tumors, even Ashdod and its borders. Depending on the version you read, it might actually add he struck them with rats and tumors because later on, we're going to find out that rats were in fact a part of all of this in the next chapter. But depending on the version you read, it might not say rats were involved. Now, because of the rats and the tumors that God struck the Philistines with, 
a lot of people think that this was the bubonic plague. And it makes a lot of sense, actually, because I looked up the bubonic plague. And one of the first symptoms of the bubonic plague spreading through your body is you get these tumors in your groin area and in your armpits and also in your neck. You'll get these just inflamed, awful tumors. So that is what most people believe happened here. The Philistines got the bubonic plague, and that is because they refused to worship God. They kept going back to Dagon. They were making traditions around Dagon. They were gluing the statue back together. They were continuing to worship Dagon, even though God gave them the truth right away. So the people who were in the city of Ashdod decide to send the ark somewhere else because now they are beginning to realize that all of this was because of the ark of the covenant. That this plague that was going through the city must be because of some, some sort of sin that they did regarding the Ark of the Covenant. So instead of turning from their sins and repenting and starting to worship God, they decide it's easier to not change their mindset, but to basically just throw God out. And that is what people do all the time. It's much easier to hold on to a past belief than to change your mindset. Because when you change your mindset... You have to also change other things about you. And change is very difficult and people do not like change. So it's easier for most people to just do what they've always done instead of changing their minds. And so the Philistines, the vast majority of them at least, refused to change their minds, even though they knew, they knew at this point in time that it was because Yahweh was against them. Because here's what it says. When the men of Ashdod saw it was so, they said, the ark of the God of Israel shall not stay with us for his hand is severe on us and on Dagon, our God. So why wouldn't they worship the real God at this point in time? Why wouldn't they stop worshiping Dagon who clearly can't save them and turn toward God? And I think it's just because human nature is against God. And it was easier for the Philistines to do what they've always done rather than change their mind. So it says in verse eight, they sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, what shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, let the ark of the God of Israel be carried over to Gath. So they carried the ark of the God of Israel over to Gath. And the same exact thing happens in Gath. People get tumors. They get very sick. The most likely the plague happens. So it says the people of Gath decided to send the Ark of the Covenant to Ekron. Okay. So the Ekronites see the Ark of the Covenant coming over to them. And it's still like some distance away. And they are panicked is what it says. They are not happy that the Ark of the Covenant is coming to their city because they realize that Yahweh is against them, but none of them are choosing to change. They are acting in rebellion against God instead of just worshiping him. And it would have been so much better for them had they just worshiped God. And it's very likely that the Philistines would have become blessed for actually having the Ark of the Covenant in their area. Because that's another thing we're going to find out is when 
people have the Ark of the Covenant and they're following God, God actually blesses those people very greatly. However, the Philistines refused to do that. So the city of Ekron sees the Ark of the Covenant coming from a distance and they're like, oh no, we are all going to die. So there's this great panic that breaks out across the city. And so they send for the lords of the Philistines, like the kings of the Philistines, and they say, send the Ark of the God of Israel away. Let it go back to Israel. We don't want it here because we are getting this plague. We do not want the Ark of the Covenant here. We do not want Yahweh here. We want him to go somewhere else. And that is kind of where the story ends. It just mentions that the men who didn't die were struck with tumors and the cry of the city went up to heaven. And all of this is God trying to get the attention of the Philistines. Because don't forget when you read this, you know, this is a very different time period with a lot of idol worship. And when God would show big shows of power like this, it was so that the people would turn toward him. Because they were worshiping you know, the God of the sky and the God of the river and like all these other gods. And so they would like offer these sacrifices so that things would go well for them and that they would have rain at a certain time and they, the river wouldn't overflow and, and just all this stuff. And then they would say, oh, the gods are angry if it was storming out or if, or if the, the river flooded. So when God showed big shows of power like this, it was him trying to get the attention of the Philistines. And he was showing them that he was so much bigger than Dagon. And Dagon, don't forget, was their quote unquote father, right? Dagon was the father of Baal. And God is showing the Philistines, no, he's not the father of anything. He is a made up statue that you guys invented. And don't forget, in the last chapter, when the Philistines saw that the Ark of the Covenant had entered the Israelite camp before they went to battle. The Philistines were freaked out. They were like, oh my gosh, we are all going to die because the Ark of the Covenant is in the Israeli camp. And this is the same God, this Yahweh, who struck the Egyptians with all those great plagues. So the Philistines knew about Yahweh and knew that Yahweh had so much power and were initially very scared. But then they took that for granted when they captured the Ark of the Covenant. They took all of that for granted. And God is showing the Philistines, no, I am still that same God who sent those plagues to Egypt. And here's a little taste of my power. This entire chapter is God trying to get the attention of the Philistines. And every single time we see God sending a plague, or showing his great power. He's doing it to get the people to stop worshiping their idols and to turn toward him. And that's what it was for Egypt as well. Way back in the book of Exodus, when God sent those plagues, he was actually targeting a different famous Egyptian God with all of them. And now God is targeting Dagon in the Philistine region. And he's telling the Philistines, turn towards the real God, turn towards Yahweh. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people struggle in the same way that the Philistines struggled to this day. I think there's a lot of beliefs out there and a lot of just preconceived notions and a lot of religions that people hold on to that are 
not the truth. That's why God tells us to renew our minds daily and also to take every thought captive and to change our thought life to what is good and what is true. I'm going to challenge you guys with this. I want you to pray about and to think about some ideology or some belief or even a preconceived notion that you have about God. And then I want you to just do some research on it and to pray about it and pray that God just leads you to the truth because he certainly will. That is one thing I can say in my own personal life that God will do for you. He will lead you to the truth. If you are searching and if you are seeking for the truth, God is going to tell you the truth because God is truth and all truth belongs to God. So pray about it. Think about it. And if you have a hard time pinpointing something, just keep thinking, just keep praying. And eventually, I know God will lead you into all truth. All right, faithful listeners, I'm going to let you all go. I hope you have a long weekend and I'll see you next year. I'm going to be taking the rest of this year off and I'll see you next year. (laughs) It's like the most overused joke in all of history about New Year's Day. But don't forget, once again, there will be no episode on Monday. There will be an episode on Tuesday. We'll be in the book of Acts at that point. But until Tuesday, Happy New Year and God bless.